Oh, did you want to start or are you ready? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ready? Uh, one and two and three and four and welcome to One Foot on the Ground. This, this is Ashley. Is, this is Johnny. And today we are discussing uh, the Fear Street Trilogies. Uh, 2021. Or tw- yeah, <laughs> current. Who knew? Yeah. And this is going to be, um, so it's Fear Street 19... 19- 94, Fear Street 1978, and Fear Street 1666. Yes. Yes. Look at that. Look at that. And I kind of um, dug what Netflix did there. Uh, They released three films weekly. Yeah. They released the trilogy like one week, uh, one film at a time, like in a matter of three weeks, which kind of, I kind of dug it. And I don't think that I would have watched the flicks otherwise. Like, I don't know after 1994 that I would have heavily anticipated 1978. Like if they were in theaters, you mean? Yeah. Or even... Or even they made 1994 and they're like, oh, we've got 1978 in the works because, you know, like a lot of production companies will want to see how the first movie does before they green light a sequel or they'll work on both at the same time. Sometimes you have multiple sequels worked on at the same time, but then they don't get released at the same time, you know, kind of of like a strategic (laughs) or you're James Cameron. Who makes a fantastically successful movie and then waits 18 million <laughs> years to release the sequels? Are like, you talking about dude, Avatar? they're I, filming. <laughs> yes, Avatar. They're I, filming all five of the sequels at once. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I have to say, just on that note, just real quick, I saw, I saw like an anticipated sequels section on IMDb, and that was one of them. I was like, oh, I completely forgot that they were doing that. Like, it's been so fucking long since he made that goddamn movie that it's like dude i don't even think we care anymore who gives a shit <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, you waited like, way too long like i could see maybe two or three years in between but this is insane how long yeah, it's even, taken him to make these how long was it between um aliens well, alien, alien, aliens. alien was 1979 and aliens was 1986 yeah so that that was like but it was also not the same kind of situation do you know what i mean like they didn't expect to make a sequel of aliens it was supposed to be a one-off movie and then Mm -hmm. james just had the idea for a sequel and pitched it and they greenlit it um not thinking it was going to do anything because you know who cares (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it became a whole other thing. We we can talk about that when we do the alien movies. But. Well, yeah. Well, the Terminator movies are also like, and I guess that's also James Cameron, which 1984 for the first Terminator and 1991 for T2, Judgment Day. Yeah, but um, how long has it been since Avatar? That was fucking a long fucking time ago. Right. Avatar. There's like, I whole... saw that 
in the Brandon Theater. That's how long ago that was. Which that was 2009. So that was 11 listeners. years ago. <laughs> Means oh, a lot to me, ago. not a lot to the audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure we have audience members who don't know Avatar at all. Uh, probably. Isn't that, like, that's how like Gen Z. And how, when, well, first of all, when was the first one made? 2009. Good God almighty. And the next one doesn't come out, what, for another 14 years? <laughs> it's slated for 2022, but we'll see. Yeah, right. That's like, fucking too long. Yeah. And then uh, Avatar 3 is slated for 2024. And then. I mean, is he, is he even going wait, to be wait, 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 John, I'm not done. Avatar the Tolkien Rider is 2026. So they've got their release dates two years apart because let's face it, those movies are going to be too big for you to handle, you know, back to back years. I mean, they have literally, no, th- th- this is funny. They have literally created an entire Marvel Cinematic Universe between, oh, was Iron Man. between, <laughs> between Avatar <laughs> and Avatar 2. <laughs> Iron Man, first of all, Iron Man was 2008. We're obviously not going to count the Hulk movies because they really washed away. Yeah, with you don't those need guys. Those. Yeah. They were like, goodbye, Edward Norton and the other fellow. And we're just going to bring insane? in Mark Ruffalo and pretend like it didn't happen. Like, literally, like, James Cameron, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, just <laughs> what? I, nothing, dude nothing you've done nothing <laughs> god damn it that makes MCU? me so it's like i kind of don't want to see it now just because <laughs> he's an asshole <laughs> like jeez louise making us wait 18 fucking years or whatever it is how long is that i can't do that math no it's not 18 years 2009 to 2022 is 13 years 13 but yes to be fair years. there's been 24 mcu movies <laughs> isn't that insane that's insane oh you know this is the problem with having somebody so egotistical doing something like this is that <laughs> like he has to do it himself so it's going to take a long fucking time because he i mean won't let it anybody can be do it. it can be argued that some of i mean our favorite directors uh do the same like kubrick and yeah but uh, kubrick wasn't making sequels <laughs> he was making completely <laughs> different films when he did his film yeah so, but you know he took he took a great no. great length of time to make things particular he did but <laughs> it wasn't a sequel <laughs> i mean dude like oh i can't, i this this topic really obviously pushes my buttons because I think the guy's an idiot. Like we knew about the sequels literally that's when that movie came out. We knew there was going to be sequels. Yeah. And 13 yeah, years that's later. <laughs> that's that's insane. It's 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 and 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 there is no way these movies are going to live up to the expectations that everybody has now. There's no way. We will see. I'm serious. What is it going to happen? I mean, unless I'm physically in that world, <laughs> like at Disney, it's a 5D they've experience. Entire, they've made a whole entire theme park area in the time frame here. <laughs> like they better. I be mean, they could good. have. Yeah. 
Star Wars. And Willow Smith, like by the way, should be in the movie. But whatever, that's another situation. Uh, <laughs> probably not going to happen because it took him too long to make it. Um. <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, I think back to I the, think the idea of trilogy. these three films. I think it's an interesting idea in general. I mean, if you think about how Netflix in general makes their shows, it's not that far fetched. They make three films. Right, because Netflix was the the first service to be like, we want you to binge. Like, oh, yeah. we we're want you here for to it. look ugly by the time this. Yeah, <laughs> we want you screen. to see your reflection in the screen and be horrified. And in order to <laughs> ignore that horror, to continue watching more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, like I, I, I kind of, yeah, because I don't think, um, and we'll get into it, but I didn't love the first one, but 1978 came out and I was like, you know what? I'll watch it. Let's like, you know, they're going to the 70s. The first one like was very much like a nod to 90s horror. So I was like, let's see that 70s, 80 horror situation. I want, I want to know like things are going to be different. And then as that one came in, I was like, you know what? I wonder what they're going to do with 1666. And when I watched 1666, I had already developed like a different, I came out of it different than when I started it, which is uh, weird to have that so back to back for something so current. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess like a TV series, like you you often don't really care for like the first two episodes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for for some shows, and then after that, you're like, you know what? I get it now. Like, you know, I had to go through all that to like give a shit about the characters later on, I suppose. You know. Well, I let's hear. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to approach this. I didn't. I I did like these. I thought they were very very good, but I, you know, because Jason had seen them first. Mm-hmm. and he loved them he loved them and i had had them on my list like even before they were technically on netflix they have this thing where you can if you like a trailer or something you can have it put on your list when it comes out and i had done that for these because i was like "Ooh, this looks fun mm-hmm. and um and i wasn't wrong they were fun but um <laughs> i then anyway jason watched them when they came out and he loved them and was telling like on me oh when are you gonna watch the fear street movies haven't you watched them yet have you watched the fear street movies yet are you gonna watch them when did you watch are you watching them now what are you doing why are you watching rupaul you should be watching fear street (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i will get to it leave me alone and then you brought it up and i was like god damn it now i'm gonna have to watch these goddamn movies well it's just curious well i wasn't in the mood to watch movies at all because for i don't know you know me I, this happens a lot where i don't want to commit to watching a whole film because i don't yeah. feel like wasting that time watching a movie when in reality i'm sitting there watching a television show that i've already seen before that takes up way more time than it would have taken to watch these movies. Yeah, but it's less energy on you. Yeah, true. Um, and for the most part, like the, because uh, I've been rewatching RuPaul's Drag Race. Just <laughs> I love drag queens. Uh, I would like to be one. And um, I did that mostly because work has been 
very stressful, not in a bad way, but like I have a lot of work to do. And, and I was like, I just want something that I don't have to necessarily pay attention to. Like it's just on. And that's what I chose. And it was fun and easy. And I could look up every once in a while and be happy with what's on the screen. But um, anyway, so I avoided watching these for that reason. But then you brought it up and I was like, well, I might as well. So I did. And um, I really enjoyed them. I thought 94 really felt like 1994 to me, you know, because I was I alive. I <laughs> loved the, the neon. I was like, I remember that. Like I was in <laughs> like, school. Just a store full of neon. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was in school for the, the, that year, 94. I was, mm -hmm. what year was, I'm trying to think of if I would have been in high school. I'm really blurry with when things happen. Wait a minute, 93, 90. I'm thinking of my art now. 94 might have still been the end of middle school. You would have been, you would have been 15 in 94. Well, I would have been 15 at the end of 94. No, 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 that's not true. Wait a minute. So you were like <laughs> Josh's age in I'm this 41 movie. 41 now. And it's yeah. 2021, so I will be. Why are you 14, going backwards? I mean, 42 <laughs> for 2022. So you're right. I would have been 15 for, no, I would have been 14 for 1994. 15 for 19, uh, 1995. <laughs> anyway, not the point. Who cares? Um, so right. I would have been around the age. Well, and uh, there's a couple of things I have to say here. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> i was trying to figure out how i would talk about this especially since we're recording our conversation <laughs> and i didn't want to sound like a disgusting pervert <laughs> but i thought the one kid was very attractive and was it ryan <laughs> i don't know the blonde friend kid friend yeah that was ryan right I don't know. I don't know their names. I'm Ashley. I don't know anybody's name in anything. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So we have D, who um is who, uh, who it centers around. Um, she's the young black girl, who uh, who is a, a lesbian. Um, and kind Which of they don't reveal that right away, and I thought that was clever. Oh, when they said something about her ex, I was like. Oh, it's a woman. They didn't say a gender. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't think because it was Sam. Sam was her ex. Yeah, and they—I yeah, they think they did it on purpose. Sam, they purposely well, yeah. led you to think it was a boy. It, yes. At least because when me, you see I, when you see um, uh, you see like a cheerleader and a jock together, and you see um, you see D like uncomfortable. Um, is it D or Dina, or is it both? Uh yeah and like you know she kind of like blows by i'm like it's the trick i did not <laughs> in fact but i know it was supposed to set up so that you like you're i'm sure i was looking at my not. phone too so i didn't even realize it was a girl until they were like in the mm -hmm. conversation like oh oh that's the x oh okay i get it now. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i get what's happening <laughs> no but the friend so the fr simon i think is his name anyway cool 
Simon. So anyway, it'll come up. I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name again. So Simon is a young blonde boy. Yeah. So he <laughs> and this is my thing. I had to immediately Google the shit out of things and look things up. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk about this person in hotness until I find out how old he is. <laughs> he's playing a teenager. And I was like, I don't know how old he is. So I, I can't guarantee that this is appropriate. <laughs> But at the same time, I want to say a couple things here. First of all, he would have been the kind of guy that I was attracted to when I was that age. So there's that. So I'll say that. I mean, I mean, the guy who plays Josh uh, is like 20. So which one's Josh? Uh, he's the little brother. The brother. Okay. Yeah. Because he was he's 21. The guy that I'm talking about. So I was like, I'm good. I'm good. He's 21. I can talk about this. Um, but I, because the, they showed him without a shirt on, <laughs> like obsessive about how attractive I found his body. I was like, because he doesn't have like a super fit body or anything. He has a fantastic no. slight belly of some sort, like obviously not a teenager because that's not what a teenager's body would look like by the way um, <laughs> <laughs> that happens when you're a little bit older and you can start drink so i knew he was probably older <laughs> in real life um but anyway i just thought dude that guy was super sexy and i was pissed that he wasn't gay <laughs> but damn it why is he straight especially when he's in the girls room i was like oh he's gay and then i was like oh wait a minute no he's not damn it yes and i loved his his (laughs) self-love oh that was amazing like because they had that part in the movie where you know everybody's gonna have sex or whatever because that's what happened in horror movies oh should we say which should we say what the this this movie's about oh well yeah this can be complicated a little bit a little bit there's a um there's a curse upon a town uh not everybody believes in it. It's 1994 and uh the curse of um sarah fear f-i-e-r the movie is fear street like f-e-a-r uh uh sarah fear has cursed the town uh someone uh ends up touching her blood her blood and bones uh the town has uh serial killers they just develop just people in the town suddenly start murdering and then they die and then that's it and some people think it's normal and other people are like it's the curse of sarah fear and uh one some one of the people in this particular gang uh gets afflicted uh with the curse and they're trying to uh do it and so the three movies are um them figuring out the curse and then uh discovering the times it's happened in the past and then and then it's old in the further and the further back to come back yeah. to the present day which is 1994 to uh break it break the curse yeah um and it was very i thought well and i think maybe it's because jason kind of told me a little bit more than he probably should have mm-hmm. in going into this I knew that, I mean, I knew they were all connected, obviously. It's not like there were three completely separate movies. Like, yeah. It's a continuing story that tells the story in three films. But um, 
I knew what happened in the third movie because of what he told me. So I knew that, and spoiler, I knew that 1666 was the focus of that movie, but then it turns into 1994 part two. So you get the conclusion of everything that started with the first movie. So I knew that going into all this. So I was like, okay, I like this, this is fun. Um, And I immediately noticed a lot of things and maybe it's just because I watch a lot of films, but like the tree in the mall, I was like, oh, well, that's the tree she was hung from, obviously. Because why is there <laughs> a big-ass tree in the mall? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, that's definitely going to come up later. Uh, <laughs> in the food court. Actually, well, I don't there, think it's a food court, yeah, but whatever. And it's also like, first of all, some of the things with that tree, love that it was in the food court, love that it was a vocal piece, love that homegirl got hung there. And, you're, and they're like, you know what? Let's build the mall around it. Um because everyone knows like the story of Sarah Fear, you know, and it's like whether or not they choose to believe in it and like blah blah blah. But even so, like this is the tree she was hung from. Like, yeah. Is it not? It's like seems to be very clear in those like child rhymes. <laughs> you know, like what other tree would it be? Yeah. Uh, but even even when they're at the tree, when they have to dig stuff up from under the tree, like it's just like there it's like it was almost like it was just placed there and then dirt was sprinkled over it ain't nobody got to dig for nothing at that tree when they're digging for stuff yeah (laughs) well yeah that's I thought that too there was a couple things in these movies that was like I mean I'll give it credit for being fun (laughs) it was fun but you know finding the chain that was used to hang her it was like well i'm pretty sure that wouldn't have been so lovely preserved like <laughs> after yeah. all from yeah. 1666 especially you know. when we learn it's like her her stories from 1666 yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't know about that but it's been like sure. 300 years <laughs> um what a well-preserved chain um and shallow and hand yeah and hand yeah that's true and very shallow um they didn't have to dig very far to get it either i think she just pulled it right out of the moss or whatever (laughs) yeah and again this whole mall was built around it nobody nobody like disturbed (laughs) the soil around the tree not once yeah or maybe well, maybe sorry. somebody did, and they were like, "Oh no, this is cursed." Well, no, no, no. her <laughs> bones back down remember, and like dusted over it. Remember, her bones were moved, though. Yes, but the hand. Well, because they the hand was the found car. in 1978. You're right. The the crashed car from 1994. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking cryptic. If you haven't seen these movies, you really should watch them first. Pause <laughs> the podcast and go watch the movies because yeah, we're going to talk it's about fine. things like you already know what they are. <laughs> so they crashed the car in 1994 and it just happens to be on the spot where she, her bones were actually buried because mm-hmm. her friends in 1666 dug her up from below the tree, moved her so nobody would know where she was. So like as a yeah. respect for her memory. Yeah, well, um, I also just, I just want to make a note about the things that are connected 
from the first movie that call back later like when uh when sam because sam was the one who ended up touching sarah fear's bones which again were just at the service i guess (laughs) they weren't quite buried right out there they're just in the woods uh yeah they they got into a car accident and a homegirl fell into like a ditch uh situation touched Sarah Fear's bones, which is like a huge no-no. It's like disturbing. And she just disturbed the grave. And um and yeah, and she, you know, was afflicted with whatever curse. Um and, but I liked that the area was like super weird and like it was super creepy because it had that um that red moss situation all over. Yeah. And later on, the moss the moss grows like we or later on later on we find out the moss grew around there around the seraphir's body after kind of like an homage to um sarah and her uh, her girlfriend um hannah because hannah had put that those like little flower things in her hair yes um when they were out that rock and i was like oh it's not creepy it's lovely <laughs> It was, it was quite a lovely love story lovely yeah love story. but it, it was it was nice to to look at it in one in one light and be like oh oh no this place is cursed and then to go back and be like oh no it wasn't cursed <laughs> it was well not sad. only that but I, I i think it was a pretty well laid out story mm-hmm in general and i mean obviously i guess these are based on books by rl stein we didn't mention that yeah there um there was like a point horror series which was like i want to say it was about 15 books and it had different authors but rl stein was like one of them and so it was like christopher pike um where you know these people were writing teen horror because rl stein usually is probably best known for goosebumps you yes. know, which is a bit, a bit more youthful, a bit younger, and um, you know, point horror was more like teen. It was a bit more mature, and I'm not gonna lie. When I was watching these movies, I was like, oh, <laughs> like when I was watching 1984, I'm like, oh, this is quite floofy. It's fine. Like it's like you know, a uh, a kid horror. And then we get to that bread slicer bit, and I was like, oh. <laughs> we grown now there's like stakes (laughs) which by the way i would like to say because i'm I'm glad you brought up the bread slice Mm -hmm. (laughs) because all i can think is i don't think it's possible for a bread slicer to do that to somebody's head right i I really don't so sharp it's for bread slicing it's Uh it's not like and head if you and bone want slicing. a clean cut through a mushy thing, it's got to be crazy, stupid, sharp. <laughs> I mean, I'll yeah, show you but a bread slicer. Sharp enough to go through your skull? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know if it'll, it's going to like those things would split broken. your bones. <laughs> but either way, either way, that was like, like I was like, oh, nobody's going to die, you know? Hello, like, there was murders I didn't in think the any first of the like characters. I didn't think the core characters were on the table. Oh, I get you. Yeah, I got you. I thought that too. I was like, oh shit. Like when she died, I was pissed. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, and then Simon right after he like exactly. I was like, God damn it. I I liked him. I loved it. 
I loved it. I was like, this is a great starter horror. Like, because it was like gory and graphic, but it was still, you know, like fun for the family up until then. Fun for the family (laughs) horror. And it didn't and it didn't pull away. I loved it. (laughs) And there was there was something like that in each in each flick there was something where I was like ooh that was gross give me more <laughs> what was in the second one? Oh, that she just like slaughtered children <laughs> like the amount of kids like with axes to the face oh, I was loving yeah, it you're right that was yeah. kind of yeah that awesome. was kind of like geez okay yeah, yeah and, gotcha. and it was like kids at the end of the movie we see like 15 body bags of like children no that was that was 1666 though well 1666 didn't have body bags but yeah fuck those kids they gouged their eyes out loved that was it fucked up. that was nasty <laughs> i loved it i love that we like <laughs> that it was like it horrific it was absolutely horrific but it's also kind of ridiculous right that that not only did the pastor gouge out these children's eyes and then like set them up where they weren't dead were they like did they die well that was i kind of wondered that too because the pastor wasn't dead although he was he was listed on the stone so he, well, he was listed on the stone as um someone who was sacrificed so that the good yeah, weren't all but, of them i now i'm confused no so like ruby lane she was listed ruby on the lane. stone and she yeah. was the murderer right so she could be brought back to kill other people like she did so was the pastor yeah, but they were yes the pastor was one of the first i think he was the first so the that's first what i'm saying so he wouldn't quote die because he was part of the curse so that's why he I wasn't lived, convinced but... I wasn't convinced that it was actually them coming back and instead just like husks of them you know what I mean because they were no longer themselves when they were committing those acts yeah well like, I don't know in any case the he... good yeah the good family was like oh I want you know fame and fortune like and by the way we're spoiling all of this (laughs) yeah yeah and so here's a name of some shady cider because fuck them (laughs) the first name was like the pastor and so the pastor was like doing evil shit which oh also oh they killed like a dog the merry boy like get fucked i hated that yeah that was Um, weird yeah and the the pig i was like oof that's brutal. I thought the pig was going to be the brutal scene, but then because I wasn't expecting them to show because they talked about the pastor in the first movie when Josh was like going through the library of like all the uh, previous killers or what have you and he was like there was a pastor who gouged like the kid's eyes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I thought the pig was going to be the gory bit, but nope. Gouged out the kid's eyes inside of a church and put those little eyes into one little pile and then let the family come in and look at their children yeah that was you that's rough it was kind of interesting how they revealed everything because you basically find out that sarah fear didn't do any of this shit it was actually the good family yeah and 
which was kind of interesting when you think about the present day and you're like oh shit like the sheriff so you have to kind of think in those terms and then it kind of all clicked and i was like oh that was very clever how they did all that because like in the camp like the sheriff eventual sheriff good he saved the one girl because he was in love with her so he saved her from the curse because of that yeah like her her ziggy um yeah because her sister died and she died next to her sister and then uh nick nick good uh is that is that person who came which over. by the way adult nick i also thought was very attractive of course i was mad that he was the bad guy <laughs> so i was like oh, oh he's very when, attractive. when he when and i was he hoping he was gay missed too, the kids but he wasn't damn it oh, he could be bisexual nobody's gay in this except for the girl <laughs> <laughs> okay so i guess there was gays but you know what i mean i wanted hot dudes to make out <laughs> feel that I feel Damn that. It. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was I saying about fucking Nick Good? Uh, who? Oh, he saved Ziggy. Yeah, he saved Ziggy. Like he, like, well, when he was dismissing the kids, I was like, "That's the bad guy," <laughs> because, like, you ha- you are policing a town full of serial killers, like hello <laughs> like you're gonna be like oh you guys are just being ridiculous like you have murder every year or every three years or something you know if there's like some serial killer running or some massacre that runs amok like get out of town nick good is in on it <laughs> but but yeah but then in 1978 he was like a real nice guy he was like oh i don't want to follow in my family's footsteps and blah 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 also i wasn't expecting like what should have been like i mean they're at camp you could at least put in a wet hot american summer sex scene like what's what's his name that is hot this day i think that's sexy brandy cooper your your audio sounds funny john what I said your audio sounds funny and i don't know if it's just for me or if it's also for the recording so i wanted to let you know is it in your is it in your in your headset is the mic is the mic connected to your headset not no i'm not hearing that no talking to your your headset oh or don't just calibrate it which is what it looks like you're doing That's not where I'm hearing it. Is that your headset? What? I said, grab your headset. Yeah. Yeah. Speak into it. Boop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pulling from there. When did that happen? I don't know. But I just heard you clearly just then. Hello. Yeah, perfect. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Weird. Weird. Right on. So, 
Nick Good is Evil, 1978. Didn't want to follow his uh, father's footsteps. He was mad because he's hot and still bad. Yeah, he's hot, but a jerk because he murders people for their wealth and happiness. Which, by the way, when they when they finally uh, surfaced, when what was her name, Sam and Dina, girl. huh? Dina. Dina, yes. When they surfaced from the caves into like his wealthy house or whatever she's like what the <laughs> fuck and they're just like walking through all his riches <laughs> i thought That's that like, was hilarious <laughs> that was great all i could think was like "Ooh, look at his record collection let me see what is he <laughs> I was like there's a lot of mounted animals does he hunt? oh yeah <laughs> a lot of rams and lambs and shit mm-hmm. like Very don't get me wrong i have like animal skulls but you know yeah that was that was something but i think overall i i loved i loved the structures of the movies i thought they did very well i don't think that it was it really wasn't that cheesy either i would say the only thing about it that was slightly like the bread slicer (laughs) would be like my one big i don't think that can happen uh, but also jason pointed out that in 1978 the term serial killer wasn't a thing it didn't happen until like 81 that serial killer did they say like serial a, killer yeah in 1978 yeah they didn't have that term back then or they didn't refer to a serial killer as a serial killer i i think they just I don't know what they said, to be honest. Multiple murders happened at Sunnydale Mall. Or some such nonsense. I don't know. But they didn't have the term until like 81, I think. It's uh, interesting. I don't know. Maybe serial homicide? I don't know. Anyway not the point yes but um (laughs) those are the only things that were kind of like oh okay well that takes away from the uh overall experience oh no i was like this is fun when i saw the bread slicer the bread slicer i was actually falling out of it and i wouldn't have watched the next one but the bread slicer brought me back in you're so morbid i love it Like you wanting spine material in Goldie Hawn and Dusty Gunsers. It just would have. <laughs> no, uh, unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> like the bread slicer. Just... Unnecessary. Well, I was kind of just pissed off because, I mean, I guess I'm not. I don't know. I think overall, it was very well done because of the fact that they did kill those people. It's like you didn't right. expect that to happen. I did not expect her to actually have her head sliced because I was like, oh, well, somebody's going to save her before it happens. Right. And it was like, it took so long, too. It took so yeah, long. Yeah, the struggle with, like, was the happening. struggle like, yeah. against the bread slicer that you thought that, like, you know, uh, Simon or Josh, like, we thought Josh was going to save the day because he and her, he and Kate had like a romantic moment before all this. Yeah. And bone down. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, super cute. Sexy dude got to self love himself. Mm -hmm. I fucking loved that so much. I was like, oh, yeah, get it. Get it. I I also, (laughs) in his whitey, I loved it too. Don't even get started for you on that. (laughs) So I was like, but everyone, yeah. Josh and Kate. Josh and Kate boned down, uh, Dina and Sam boned down, and then Simon uh, masturbated, and I thought that that was lovely. Well, I know I know it was like a comedy bit, but he was yeah, so cute with his hairy yeah, belly. Like, oh my god, I love it! Go. I love it! I love it! Uh, <laughs> so sexy. Um, yeah, we could have used a little bit more of that to be honest, but I guess they probably wouldn't because technically. If you're thinking about it, he would have been underage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his character was underage, but yeah, and I like the dynamic of the characters. Like he he and Kate dealt drugs and they were like perfectly perfectly well with it. You know, like they understood it and they were like, Yeah, fuck it, like let's sell a lot of fucking pills, you know. Yeah. The the thing that threw me back was when they can... like had to kill. They decided that they needed to kill Sam, mm-hmm. um, because like the 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 in the rhyme the demons or whoever will follow will follow you until you die. And they were like, oh, you know, C Bergman lived to tell the tale, but she technically died, uh, you know, and so like maybe that's why she's still alive. So what we got to do is we got to kill Sam. And then bring her back to life. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And then Kate and Simon were like, fuck yeah, here we go. This is how we're going to kill you. Happened to my brother. This is what we did to bring him back. Boom, 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 boom. Let's be very careful. And then, you know, uh, people started dying while they were trying to like execute their big plan. And I was like, oh, is Sam going to die too? Uh, yeah, because she uh, like it. at that point yeah she honest. like wasn't like lucid enough to like take the pills but yeah then they decide to drown her yeah. and instead of doing cpr first they uh d well, was just like hitting I, I her thought with that the, was uh, actually kind of i i think that kind of made sense in the idea that that's the only way she knew how to do it because right. that's what they talked about so yeah and she was just like sticking with plan a because she yeah yeah and I was I was able to forgive that, and I was like, maybe she doesn't know CPR. And then she started doing CPR, which I mean, and like I said, the but that's also fine. And- stress, stress, like you know, messes with you a ton. You don't make like the most practical decisions. You had a plan in place, you know. You have fifteen epipens. I use them, use them, baby girl. Yeah, no, I I, I thought that that I I got behind that i was like oh, okay this yeah. this makes sense to me if you think mm-hmm. about it because especially in your panic to bring her back to life like you would be going with the plan that you had and then after you're defeated is when you'd be like well shit no i still gotta try something and then you'd be right. like oh well duh i could do cpr because she drowned <laughs> like, that would <laughs> isn't make that what they do sense, in baywatch Baywatch on the up and up in 1994, probably. You back then, I can't remember. Baywatch. Um, (laughs) I can't remember if Baywatch was a big deal at all. That little known thing. It was for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It was on for a long time. 
I'm not going to lie. My mother, uh, <laughs> yes, it was 1989 to 1990. That's, that's right. it. started really. No, I thought it lasted a lot much longer. It did. It did. It, that's a technicality that you're looking at because okay. the original airing of it was very brief, but then it was picked up in syndication later and went on for years. Oh, but it wasn't yes. like yeah, and then it went up to season eleven. Yeah, they did eleven so, seasons. Okay, yeah, it Ooh, did go yes. on for a long time, but it was it was that because yes. <laughs> me and Jason had this whole conversation about Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I've why never wouldn't seen you? Villagers. Don't care. I saw the um, movie with I have a Zach little, <laughs> <laughs> which I actually enjoyed because he was very attractive in that movie. <laughs> overly yeah. buff but i still liked it what i thought he was perfectly buff i thought he was perfectly fine i thought it was cute because i was like you know he's just buffing up like that so he can stand next to the, the rock. rock and feel okay about it <laughs> yes <laughs> which i'd probably do the same thing if you paid me i would do that I'd be like i'm gonna try to bulk up yeah, as if big i as knew i was gonna be too. in the movie standing next to the rock i would also try to bulk up i'd oh, be yeah. like absolutely not i'd quit my job <laughs> <laughs> and, well and I, get, I feel like work. that would be your job <laughs> that's what well, right but whatever i was actors. doing up until showtime oh yeah yeah seriously i would do it like, yeah oh speaking of baywatch I, I will totally do that <laughs> um when uh, when i was uh a, a small lass my mother dated a dude um who had a dog named CJ and I loved this dog and I eventually learned that CJ was named after Pamela Anderson who um whose biggest fame came from Baywatch she starred in Baywatch uh all of her slow motion runs with her uh large breasts that must be screwed into her chest it's a reference to death becomes her <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what order these episodes are coming out <laughs> who knows um uh, but yeah, and I guess Pamela Anderson's nickname is CJ, and I don't know if it's her nickname in the show or her nickname IRL, but that's what this dog's name was. So Pamela Anderson goes by CJ somewhere. I liked Barb Wire. <laughs> that was great. I actually Pamela did. Anderson flick? I, <laughs> it's one of those movies where I'm pretty sure everybody makes fun of me for loving, but I thought Barb Wire was fantastic. I don't know why people didn't like it. <laughs> I, I thought it was wonderful. Well, I liked Home Improvement. That was a Pamela great show. Anderson was in Home Improvement, wasn't she? Who? Pamela Anderson was in Home oh, Improvement. Oh, she wasn't was, she? wasn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was also married to Tommy Lee and Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, I watched her little sex video. Oh, didn't everybody? I don't know. I guess. Um, I mean, I like watched they like advertised talked it, right? about how big his wiener was, and I was like, well, I want to see this. Well, that's the wiener. only reason, right? They were like, he's got a massive schlong. Well, I guess and if I you're like, a straight dude, you'd want to see Pamela Anderson's vagina, but I didn't really care. No, nobody part. watched it for her vagina. They watched it for Tommy Lee's schlong. And then they were like, oh, yeah, Motley Crue was a thing. I honestly, when I saw the video, I was like, well, his penis isn't that big. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen bigger penises, uh, but I also watch gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe straight people aren't used to big wieners. I don't. Know. 
Tommy Lee is huge. It's just a bunch of street people. They were like, let me show you some movies. (laughs) Or maybe they pretended. Maybe the straight people were pretending, you know, the straight people. Maybe maybe they did that on purpose to make smaller men feel better. Like, (laughs) oh, well, Tommy's is, you know, pretty close to mine, so it's fine. (laughs) Ron Jeremy was in straight porn, and so was John Holmes. I don't. And those two are known for having massive penises. Oh, I don't know. I never saw those. All those actors because it's straight porn. I mean, John Holmes did gay porn later on, but you know, or like Dirk Diggler. Was he real? Dirk Diggler? Yeah, wasn't that that the Boogie Nights? The character Mark Wahlberg played in Boogie Nights with his fake penis. (laughs) (laughs) He was was playing John Holmes. (laughs) Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain. I thought that was so also, funny. Also, Dirk Diggler just sounds like... Oh, sounds gross. I don't know. It doesn't sound appealing. I wouldn't watch a porn no. with somebody that name. Although I guess nowadays you really don't know these people's names. I don't know. I mean, today's, yeah. today is different than the back well, then. Because so, back then it was uh, like all film and then VHS and then eventually DVD and now we just like go on twitter or whatever speaking of um speaking of porn also boogie nights i'm almost certain it was based on john holmes or uh, you know kind of like loosely based on john holmes but then wonderland came out and wonderland was definitely about john holmes um which had val kilmer portraying him instead of mark Wahlberg. um but anyway speaking of porn and vhs and formats and such i started watching um the apple show physical Starring uh, what's her name, Robin Robin Burr? No, Brian. Uh, she was in Bridesmaids. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but in the show, she like it's like, and she's um, like she's got a VHS uh camera that she stole, and she goes to get like a VHS player, and the guy's like, oh, you know, Betamax is like better, and this and that, and she's like, no, I want, I want this one, because, you know, she has like a VHS recording camera, and he was like, oh, oh, I get it, I get it, no, you, I mean, you need it for porn, like, people who, people who get VHS are getting it for porn, obviously, and I was like, because porn decides the formats, because porn picked VHS, blu-ray <laughs> and porn will eventually decide our next format i'm certain of it <laughs> that's like funny. whenever there's a format war you know the tiebreaker comes down to oh porn. is what porn goes to mm-hmm. for me whatever when, porn picks yeah an hd what was it hd dvd and blu-ray we're like yep. fighting my biggest mm-hmm. thing was like, well, whoever Criterion and Stanley Kubrick go towards, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and it ended up being uh, Yeah, the first, uh, we, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. Maybe, maybe not on the podcast, but definitely in person. Um, but yeah, Pirates was the first uh, like high definition, like 1080p pornographic film. And that was mm. filmed on that, that thing in uh, that ship we have in uh, Madeira, right? What's that ship in John's Pass? Girl, I have no bring clue. Out, did we bring it out for Gasparilla? Is it the ship that we oh, bring out for Gasparilla every year? The Gasparilla ship, the pirate ship? 
yeah, the pirate ship. So they shot pirates on that ship, and it was like because pirates of the blah blah blah. Uh, but it was released on Blu-ray, and that's when the rest of the world was like, Blu-ray is in. Everybody has a Blu-ray player for some reason. Speaking of, of that, um, you just made me think about one of the biggest budgeted porns, mm-hmm. Caligula with Malcolm McDowell and Helen Mirren, for God's sakes. Um, Helen Mirren? I yeah. am unfamiliar. <laughs> you have never seen Caligula? No, I have not. It's, uh, they, I mean, she and I Malcolm mean, to McDowell, be fair, I also haven't seen Pirates. Oh, no. Well, I've, I've seen Caligula only because, you know, like with A Clockwork Orange by Stanley Kubrick, Malcolm McDowell, of course, is in that. And I was kind of mad because you, you don't get to see enough of his wiener. Of like, course. I want more wiener. And I thought, well, Caligula's known for being a big sex movie. So I was like, well, he's got to have his wiener in that one. So <laughs> I watched it specifically for Malcolm McDowell's wiener, which you did get to see. Uh, he has quite large dangly balls, but anyway, nice. um, but it's, he's not in any of the porn scenes, but it was co-produced by Playboy and um, there's tons of sex in this movie. It's, it's kind of exhausting. I, I couldn't get through the whole thing. <laughs> there's just a lot of sex going on, <laughs> but um, one of the largest indoor set was in this movie and it was a boat that like a roman boat of some sort that was built indoors for this gigantic long pornographic sex scene where everybody was having (gasps) sex on a boat john i looked it up and you know what so when i was when i was small i had a babysitter that i when where where i was living at the time we had um, the bootlegged uh, satellite television. And so we had all the channels, including the Playboy Network. Uh, and so she would play the Playboy Network. Um, and so I was exposed to a lot of uh, pornographic films, I suppose. And this looks super familiar. <laughs> yeah. Well, the it's funny like, thing is, is it's like based on like the, the Roman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there is two different versions of the movie. There mm-hmm. is the the one with all the porn, <laughs> right, right, and right. there's the like kind of R-rated one where they take all the porn out, and it's just the the you know like Peter O'Toole and Malcolm McDowell and Helen Mirren. It's like the story of Caligula. It just doesn't yeah. have all the sex. Um, much shorter, much nicer. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I didn't realize this and the only reason i watched the unrated version was because i was like well i want to see malcolm mcdowell's wiener so i obviously need to get the unrated version because that's the one that's going to have it and of course Mm -hmm. it did but it also had all the porn (laughs) and it was just so exhausting i just and the one yeah just taking like and like a break for all the sex like I mean, like, good are you invested in this plot? Take a beat, though, because you're. I mean, going. honestly, no. I I don't really think I cared what happened to Caligula. <laughs> he was murdered, I believe. But well, he was also like what Rome's cruelest emperor or something. Yeah, he was not very, not very. Well, I feel like the Peter O'Toole character. He was the emperor before Caligula, um, and I feel like he was a lot worse. 
in in the film anyway. I don't know if that's what really happened, but well, I think Caligula was fucking nuts. Like he obviously had a mental situation, so he was just not all there. And because of that, I think he was pretty bad. But as a ruler, especially, but um, Peter O'Toole seemed cruel. Like he was just murdering people horribly. Nice. Um, really gross like torture scenes and they gutted somebody like you know sliced them their belly fell out and all that kind of crap um (laughs) (laughs) and he had like peter o'toole had all these like sores on his face oh god it was so disgusting i was like this is not and the the other thing about it is it's kind of like have you ever heard of my dad wrote a porno it's a podcast yes um i don't know if you've listened to it but i obviously listen to it i love it but it's kind of like that where it's like you know you got all this gross stuff in this movie it's not like a movie that you would want to feel sexy during but it has all (laughs) the sex in it it's like you you just saw somebody get you know deboweled or whatever and and tortured and then you're going to move on to the sex scene like it's like ew nobody nobody needs that that's gross um, anyway, whatever. But the only gay, like, man-on-man scene, there was a very long lady-on-lady scene that was, like, exhaustingly long. I was like, good Lord, how long can you possibly eat another lady's vagina? I mean, it went on forever. Uh, first of all, John, <laughs> long. I know. But <laughs> I don't need to see it <laughs> for that long. <laughs> like, it, was, it had to have been 18 minutes of, like, lady-on-lady. I was like, good god what are you doing i fast forwarded anyway the only man on man scene was so brief it was like literally maybe four or five seconds long and it was like (laughs) (laughs) it was like a gay man it's because the movie was for straight dudes (laughs) but it was like like, yeah it was like a a blowjob situation and it was interrupted by a think Caligula. I can't remember who somebody interrupted and the guy released the other man's wiener as it was uh, ejaculating. And that was it. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, and I rewound that many, many times (laughs) 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 because it was very sexy, but (laughs) the only sexy part of that movie, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so there's anyway, a lot of wiener in that movie though that was a lot of wiener well there's a lot of wiener in like roman images i felt what are they called to Those be honest paintings. i think that this all was over. the most and this might be why well no i what am i saying to you i don't think what it's completely necessary me? to have that much sex in the movie that's one thing well if it was a porn then yes yeah, but I, I think, I don't know. But I will say it was more realistic in terms of presenting that culture at the time. Like, I think they were naked a lot. There was a lot of nudity happening. Yeah. Like, even in Fellini's Satyricon, there's a lot of nudity in that. Just not a lot of wieners, unfortunately. But, you know, Caligula yeah, actually did have wieners. <laughs> Thank you, Caligula, for just having men standing around with wieners very nice very lovely uh because that's probably what would have happened it was fine like even olympics 
like Olympians would um, just they would just do it in the buff. They right? were nude because they didn't wear yeah. outfits. Which, by the way, modern times, can we please let these ladies wear the same thing men's wear uh, in volleyball and stuff? Uh, yeah, much? like what's wrong with them wearing shorts instead of bikini bottoms? regulation. And I cannot believe that that's a thing that's still happening. Yeah, it, these women like, have to honestly, wear these teeny tiny fucked. panties and a tiny little sports bra, and the men have fucking shorts and a big ass shirt. Fuck you, fuck you all. That's fucking honestly rude. makes me sick. I just want to spit. Yeah, can't the believe Olympics it's 2021. Under... That's still happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been they've been goofing a ton, a ton this year. It's like, oh, they what? I said the, the Olympics have been goofing a ton this year. Well, they I think that's something that needs to be fixed real quick. I agree. Um, I mean, if the women prefer, they certainly can. And if how to be honest, if the men want to wear a speedo while doing the volleyball, they're more than let's welcome. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but don't you dare say that the women have to wear tiny little outfits and the men don't. Fuck you fuck you yeah, like that what what sick. changes what honestly changes your viewership numbers they won't people it's still be watching ladies anyway. jump around yeah we don't want <laughs> like, to see honestly <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see the ladies in tiny things we want to see the dudes in tiny things like fuck you <laughs> it's disappointing when you turn on i'm not joking it's disappointing when you turn on the swimming because you want to see men in speedos and they've got those fucking bodysuits on and i'm like no i came here for the teeny tiny speedos and nice bulges give me a fucking break don't you dare put that goddamn suit off bitches <laughs> that makes me mad <laughs> this guy <laughs> all right uh, back to fear street back to our <laughs> our soft horror i forgot we were talking about that <laughs> we tend to go on tangents from time to time. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah. I really, I really dug. Uh, I did dig, dig the the little little gems of gore. You know, yeah. homegirl gave me. I knew you would and, for sure. <laughs> homegirl being the director, I can't remember her name, but it was a lady who directed all three. Yes, uh, yes. Lee, I I don't know how to say it. The Janiac, Janique. Who knows? You know, it's funny. Her last name. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a composer that does the um, music for the Quay Brothers films, and I'm pretty sure that's his last name. And I wondered if they were related. I think that's his last name because I recognized the name. I was like, oh, I wonder if she's related to so and so. No, I, I mean, the internet only told me that she's uh, married to Ross Duffer. Oh, because that's important. I'm, I'm so glad yeah. that I know that. Well, Does she also have to wear regular <laughs> underwear? <laughs> probably. When she's probably directing? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> she also did um, uh, the sequel to um, The Craft and directed... Uh, the Scream TV series. But so what I really dug, what I really truly dug when I watched 1994, I was like, oh, this is, this feels like Scream. This feels like move, horror movies from the 90s because it was very much slasher, especially in the beginning. The guy with the mask, you know, like uh, stab, 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 you know, whatever. 
I was like, oh, and like cutting to Josh, like talking on the internet, very much felt like Sid, um, you know, typing away on the internet, like, you know, a little nerd or whatever, um, early techie in the nineties, I suppose. Um, just like little ditties like that. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is fun. This is a fun little nod. And then when we hit up 1978, obviously very much, uh, like, Friday the 13th and other like camp horrors like it, but it was very seventies and eighties where it was like body count, you know? So it was just like chop, chop, chop. Goodbye children. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Really dug that because it felt like, it felt like she knew what she was doing because each decade also felt different. You know, it wasn't like it was, it was the same movie, but it presented in different, in different ways especially when we hit 1666 which I was excited for because I was like is it going to be like like witchy stuff like Salem witch trial direction is it going to be more like witchy stuff like the witch like Robert Eggers mm-hmm. and it was more like Robert Eggers and I I mean I dug the witch it's one of those good for her movies like good for her horrors where like in the end you're like good job destroy the rest of your <laughs> your, yeah. your connection world and go into this new light you know and I and it like the only thing that um I didn't love about 1666 was I suppose their dialogue and maybe it's because Robert Eggers did do like a solid job at uh presenting like the the dialect is that what you would say the way they spoke like well, that at sort the of same old time i get yes. you i get you and they I just totally... had like the irish accents instead yeah i think <laughs> but i also think because the way that they did it i don't think it bothered me as much like they had it was almost like the wizard of oz or something similar to that where you've got these actors portraying the ones in the past, which technically we knew it wasn't that way. Right. It was just a way for us to visually have those people in front of us. So we knew how it connected, but it didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, we knew that that's not what they were going to be like ancestors, but they definitely weren't. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I said, I was hoping it was going to, they were like each other's ancestors you know yeah. of the town but they definitely well, some of them were it just it just brought like well, yeah the mostly goods. the dick hole <laughs> the dick hole that started um, the whole thing um yeah i really i really dug that one because it felt like even though 1666 was probably only like 45 minutes it was probably the also the most complete story like i cared about the characters a little bit more and maybe i was able to develop um, my care for the characters over the course of three films. Um, or, or maybe I cared more about them in aspect because there wasn't that like teenage angst between them. They were just genuinely like in love, I suppose. And yeah. then just being pitted against by the patriarchy. And again, in that 1666 situation, it would have been nice if the cute guy the blonde <laughs> got naked with another dude but you know whatever um 
like around the bonfire, a little penis flash, you know, mm-hmm. would have been nice. We did get to yeah, see Yeah, and I time. wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. wasn't expecting lady sex scene. And I was like, oh, good for you girls. Yeah, good for you, but mm-hmm. some boners tapping would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, I did a visual nice for penis Ashley, touch. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, yeah, it looked uh, like lightsabers. Listeners did not see. Um, anyway, um, no, I was going to say it kind of reminded well, because it also, I don't know, there was a, a few things, like I was saying, having those characters come in and portray these characters kind of felt like, um, what am I saying? Almost like, a play like if you're in a play in high school or something like that we're gonna do the crucible it felt yeah. kind of like that and I, I don't I think it kind of worked for the situation uh, or Marie Antoinette by uh, what's her name Sophia Coppola it was like it was more like I'm presenting this to you as kind of like a school play it's not like we're doing it for real and she's gonna have a French accent and all that kind of shit like or Russian right. accent I guess or wherever she was from but well, I really paid attention, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> she should have had some accent that I'm not aware of. Um, something like mm-hmm. that. But I was also going to bring up just because I love to bring it up because <laughs> I, I don't want to do the movie because I hate the movie, but The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. And I think we've talked about it briefly. The- the village wasn't all right so m night Shyamalan is like really he he really likes to bamboozle you at the expense of his own movie he does <laughs> you know he what i mean he thinks that he's being so fucking clever and you're really just like you know you you pulled it off once you're not really gonna get it to do it again like the sixth sense I got you. Like you got you got us with you Bruce got Willis. Us. All right. I get it. He's dead. That's great. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but major spoiler. <laughs> you didn't do that with literally any of your other movies, and especially since now that's what you're known for. We're expecting it. Like right. literally in every single one of your movies now. We know. And guess what? We also know that you put yourself as a cameo, giving away the, the spoiler. <laughs> You've done that too. Like have you seen the Idiot. robot chicken bits about M. Night Shyamalan where he just like comes out and he goes, it's a twist. <laughs> but I would, I will say when I saw the village in theaters, which I cannot believe I did, but <laughs> I saw I, signs in theaters. <laughs> I remember watching that. And I said in the middle of the movie, I was like, they're in present day. I was like, and the reason <laughs> I said that was because of Sigourney Weaver's character. I was like, she's not doing, <laughs> she's not doing good with this accent that they're trying to do. Like everybody else was doing pretty good. She wasn't quite there. And I thought she's a present day lady that's just not really into it. <laughs> like I could tell that, does that make sense? Like, and I thought what a brilliant I, thing for Sigourney oh Weaver to have done with this character was that you literally got the feeling that she wasn't really happy sitting here doing this. And she's like, you know, doing this accent. Like Like over it. Like she's over it. Like, could somebody please just go get me some weed and some pills or something? 
from from CVS. Like, <laughs> I'm done with the shit. Um, that's hilarious. so I knew I knew in the middle of that movie that that's what it was. So then, when I told the people I was with over here, because I've done that several times, where I'm like, I'm like, they're in present day. <laughs> And then it was like revealed at the end, like, how did you know that? I was like, because I've watched a lot of movies. Or like um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, at the very beginning of that movie, when John Cusack is showing up and he passes by Jude Law washing the car, I was like, oh, he's gay. (laughs) I said that real quick. (laughs) And then like when it was finally revealed that he was gay, I was like, told (laughs) you. I know what's going on, people. But um. <laughs> I like to do that too. I mean, I've watched a lot of movies, and I, um, especially to um, my bud Kaylee, we would watch a ton of movies together, and I would just lean over and I'd be like, "That's the killer." <laughs> like, <laughs> like five minutes in, I'm like, I, He's I the find guy it refreshing. who turns out to have done it. <laughs> I actually find it refreshing when you watch something and it does surprise you. Yes, which doesn't happen very often anymore to me. And I think, because one of them did surprise me recently. There might have been two, because I I remember I told you. One Cut of the Dead. Which one? Oh, that, well, yeah, that was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that one did. But um, I think The Skin I Live In by, I never can say that guy's name, Um, Pedro something Mm. at starts with an a anyway he's fantastic but that movie surprised me because i did not get the plot twist until i was like oh shit what are you fucking kidding me and i was like completely blown away by that movie because of that because i was not expecting it i was like oh shit what and i don't want to give it away just in case people see it but uh it's fucking good and then there was something recently, and I, I was surprised that you weren't surprised when you saw it. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't tell you what happened in the movie. What movie was that? It was very recently. It was, it was pretty recent. I remember, because I remember, because now you start to get mad at me when like, I'm not surprised <laughs> by something. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a feeling that the only reason I was surprised was because I was probably not paying that much attention to it because I didn't want to watch it, whatever it was. <laughs> I just had it on because everybody was watching it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember like getting to the plot twist and I was like, oh, I didn't see that. And it, probably because I was on my phone. Um, <laughs> and then I told you to watch it and you watched it and they were like, oh, I saw that coming. Like, fuck you. Yes. What was that? It's gonna drive me nuts. I'm. Sh- I'll, I'll find it because we oh, have our, we, we have our list on uh, letterboxed. Yeah, your letterbox. Probably on yes. mine too. Yeah, it's probably on both of ours. No, but I have um on letterboxed. If uh, if you if you footsies out there don't have letterboxed, uh, it's a social media account for movies and such. And you can write reviews or make lists. People really love lists. And we have um, all of the One Foot on the Ground episodes in um, a list. And it's, uh, and it's constantly updating. Uh, Charade. 
charade was one no. that I, I knew the ending and you hated it. Oh, no, it bad. wasn't that. Um, in the Mood for Love? No, no, it was a recent, like a new movie. Mm. It wasn't one that I've seen before. Um, oh, well then. What the hell was it? I don't know, my dude. This list is pretty current. Antebellum had one, but I don't think that one was as surprising. Maybe it was I Care A Lot? Maybe. I was really mad about the ending, and you liked the ending. Because I want evil to conquer so that we have to face our... uh, our um our responsibilities we need to be we need to hold ourselves accountable for things yeah i love that she got killed yeah we, i we did not yeah 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 i wanted her to live on i wanted her reign to to continue with her at the throne i wanted no consequence i don't think that was it though no maybe not maybe it was like way further back then but it does come up. Yeah. Oh, 40-year-old version. I love that movie. I'm oh, just looking at my movie. We never like, recorded Ooh. it. We, we did that for the top 10. Oh, yeah. We never did a full episode on that. I fucking love that movie. That was so fucking yeah. good. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, so, guys. Scene was... 66. I also love the graphic scene where <laughs> Sarah Fear gets her chopped off when what? it was awful i hated it uh when when sarah fear is like having a scuffle with sam oh in like, her hand um, yeah that was gross yeah and he like just like chops at it and like it severs but the rhyme is like she sold her hand to the devil and like that's why you know she can come back and haunt but really she just like was like you know what i curse you mr good and I will not stop hunting you down until everyone knows your dirty little secret. Uh, and she uh. did. And that bit at the end where she like, she was like, oh no, Hannah had nothing to do with it. It was all me. I was like, mm. I think I cared more about the characters then. Oh, yeah. that was beautiful. I, I love yeah. that. And I then agree I cut back to 1994 part two with the neon and the blood being shot through super soakers and squirt guns which was kind of fun uh that's a lot of blood though i don't know how much blood went into each of those but you know it was still it was still a blast anyway how did you feel let's how did you feel about the trilogy as a whole how would you rate it um yeah because we're not going to do each film i kind of rated them all the same on letterboxd i gave it um i guess in comparison it would probably be seven stars or feet toes toes <laughs> i couldn't seven remember feet. what we did um, <laughs> yeah probably seven toes for each one um because i kind of because i watched them back to back first of all i didn't watch them as they came out so right. i watched all three back to back and um because of that it felt more like a just one story so it mm-hmm. to me it was all you know like i would give it seven toes for sure right on i think i'd give it around the same six to seven yeah yeah uh what would you recommend so if i and i would consider these like 
very solid starter horrors like if you like that spooky vibe and then it gave you a little bit of gore it's like you want to see more of that if you like preferred 1994 i would say hit up scream if you preferred 1978 i would say hit up um friday the 13th for sure and if you preferred 1666 little girl why the witch like robert eggers the witch the one with two v's solid solid film Um, couldn't tell you what happens in it but i know i loved it (laughs) (laughs) it it was i'd have to watch fantastic i i might pick it for one of our episodes that'd be fun so no worries yeah but Um, if you want something that's like lighter oh no i've got a couple if you want something that's lighter but still graphic that like you weren't expecting to be graphic but still kind of like i don't know it's not like a dork horror uh maybe like the hunt that's a recent horror movie uh based on like most dangerous game or ready or not ready or not was solid was that the one where she was getting married yeah and they have to like play like a game in the house no well it's like the family she's marrying into has um has a tradition whenever you marry into the family they like play a game at night and like it's like a random game chosen like you spin a thing and it picks whatever game um and only one particular game has like life or death stakes and that game pops up for uh for this this new this new bride yeah that was a good movie i like that one yeah i loved how it ended another good for her movie love them (laughs) yeah um i would recommend (laughs) i actually would recommend a show um it's not gory (laughs) (laughs) but it kind of I guess that's fine too it kind of gave me the same Scooby-Doo-esque vibes is the Mm -hmm. newer version of Nancy Drew I know it's on HBO Max but I believe it's um, can't remember what maybe CBS I think but I love that show (laughs) and I (laughs) They released the second season on HBO Max recently, and I watched the shit out of it. I was pissed that it was over. I was like, God damn it. I want more. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I watched all of it. It was yeah, super good. It. That's a really good recommendation, John. Well, thank you. It's also solid wreck. You know, kind of longer, so you get more character development and fun things. And, and it's serial. There's gay stuff in it too. There's some gays. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I don't think there's any gay stuff in any of the stuff I recommended. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> there might be. It just wasn't in there. <laughs> it was Maybe. happening in the background somewhere. <laughs> Old horror isn't good at gay stuff. New horror is getting. Yeah, we need more peens. Let's put more penis in movies. Thank you. What? That's right. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. There was penis in a... Oh, wait. We didn't do that one. We didn't do pieces. Didn't do what? (laughs) Pieces. We'll probably do it for Terror Tuesdays. Oh, okay. It's like a... It's like a video now. Is it a video nasty? Doesn't matter. Uh, There's penis in it, though. And I think of you when I... (laughs) Well, I thought of you when I saw it. (laughs) I appreciate that. That's true. Yeah, so... uh, yeah, like, subscribe, review. 
uh, do the things. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, One Foot Podcast. You can email us at onefootpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also recommend things. That's why we did uh, Death Become Her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, give us some thoughts. Who cares what it is? Say hello. Yeah. Say hello. And until, yes. uh, yeah, until next time. Bye-bye. Uh, Fred Fletcher can't do that. <laughs>